Surviving a pandemic. A look at the state of the restaurant industry as coronavirus restrictions ease. Welcome to Service Calls, a podcast brought to you by TechTown in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. I'm Rob LaFrenz, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the important role techs play as more restaurants welcome back diners. And joining me again is Food Service Equipment Reports Managing Editor, Allison Resendiz. We'll also hear about how a natural disaster had equipment in a school running in reverse. But first, we last spoke with Duffy's AIS CEO, Wayne Stoutner, back in April of 2020. And at the time, much of the country was shut down because of COVID-19. Techs were experiencing layoffs for like the first time ever. They were making their own face coverings because PPE was hard to find. And they were wondering if they would ever shake hands with a customer again. Wayne is back with us on what in some ways feels like the other side. There's a vaccine. And many restaurants across the country are open for dine-in service. Welcome back, Wayne, and tell us uh, what's been the reaction from techs when it comes to the vaccine? Most of the techs I've talked to are eager to get it. We've had um, in upstate New York right now, our technicians are technically eligible to get it, but we uh, were unable to get appointments so far, but most of them that I've talked to want to get it and want to get on with their life. I think most people are kind of uh, heading in that direction and, and they're ready to go. They're ready to get it and, and move on, get things, get, get their life back together. Mm-hmm. Wayne, could you sort of paint a picture of what the day-to-day is like for technicians right now? You know, is business slow or are they really busy? Our business has been pretty good, actually. The last, um, I want to say three weeks have been almost, almost back to 100% of compared to the exact three weeks last year. Mm-hmm. Um, now this time of year is relatively slow for our, for our business in upstate New York. The winter is a little bit slower than the summer, quite a bit slower, but, um, but, um, you know, the, the third and fourth week of January and first week of February, the service call volume quantity that came in was, was about 95% of what it was those same three weeks last year. Um, that's a big jump. It was, it's been hovering around 80% for a long, for the last four or five months prior to that. So we're jumping up to close to what a normal winter business is. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, I'm not sure how long that's going to, going to stay because we've had it go. We've had some weeks throughout the fall and early winter where you would get a 90, 95% um, call volume compared to last year, but then the next week would be 75. So, but, but right now we're on a three week trend and hopefully this fourth week will be the same. Yeah. Everything's just uh, so up in the air right now. Uh, back in April, challenges for techs were layoffs, finding PPE, and just being on the front line. What's testing them now? I think what is testing them most is COVID fatigue. Everybody's sort of tired of it, and I think that's in you know in regular daily life. But they're, you know, we've kind of caught them letting their guard down a little bit, coming into the office, uh, gathering in groups, and and uh, stuff that we've tried to uh, tried to have them not do at all, and. Um, so we've had to kind of reinforce that, hey, hey, guys, we're, you know, we're not through this. None of us have our vaccines yet. And we need to, uh, we need to, you know, get back to the basics of what we were doing, which is, you know, the PPE and, and six feet social distancing and all that stuff. But mainly for us, it, we, we try to not have more than one person in one confined office area at one time. And, and in some of our satellite locations, we've had to uh, wear they're mainly just technicians going into a, to a building. We've 
we've had to uh, kind of stop them from meeting uh, every, you know, Monday morning at eight o'clock, you know, so um, it just, they, they've let their guard down a little bit, but they're, they're, you know, they're, they're having to be reminded of that, but I, I think they're getting through all right. Do you have any tips for techs when dealing with COVID fatigue? I, I just kind of, we, we tell them grind it out, just grind it out. So we're probably a few more months away from most of us having a vaccine and, and we should be uh, getting on with their lives here by summer. So grind it out. It's really easy mm -hmm. to slip back into those, uh, you know, your old ways, I guess you'd call it, right? For sure. It's easy to do, right? We've yeah. all been doing this a long time. So I still forget my mask. I don't know how that's possible, but I still forget <laughs> a mask if I've got to go somewhere. Right. And, I, and, and and like most of us, you know, our technicians have have a, a box full of them. And and, you know, we all have masks in our cars, our houses. And, and we, you know, and we still and they have them in their tool bags. And sometimes they still walk up to a door of a of a facility and look in their tool bag. And there's not one in there. So, right. <laughs> you know, so they have to go get it. Uh, you were talking about, um, you know, in increased uh, calls. Have you seen um, a change in customers' needs with the new calls that you've been getting? I haven't seen it. Our service calls seem to be about the, the same as what they've been in the past. But I, I got to think that some of the restaurants that have either completely closed down or temporarily closed down are going to need to be restarted or going to need a new need new installations or going to need new um, startups on old equipment, for example, I, I think there's some of that that's, that has to happen. Do you have any tips for technicians on, on how to best be prepared for starting up that old equipment? Um, for example, um, are there certain things they should carry on their truck that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise? You know, restarting this equipment, I think they've got to kind of reach back and maybe brush up on their basics, like the fundamentals of gas and steam electric, things like checking gas pressure and properly checking gas pressure, um, checking gas pressure with all the other appliances running, things like that. Um, what I see installation technicians are tend to be used to doing that. Um, service technicians occasionally get focused on the one piece of equipment that they're working on. So, you know, if they were installing a brand new range, they focus on that range and check the gas pressure on that range and sometimes may forget to turn on all of the other appliances. Well, that mm -hmm. extra range may have caused the whole line to starve for gas. So, um, you know, technicians um, just have to, um, if they're starting these, have to remember to, that they're starting a whole new kitchen or adding a new, new piece to an existing kitchen that might overload their existing supply. Wayne, what are you looking forward to in the year ahead when you think of the service industry? Well, I, I'd, I'd like to think it's going to be a really good year. I think that once people get out, I think there's a lot of people that that have some uh, income that's expendable now uh, since they mm -hmm. haven't been able to, to travel, haven't been able to get out as much at restaurants and dine. I, I, I think that if if the if the vaccine program comes through like it looks like it's going to and by June or July, I'm looking forward to a you know, really, really good summer. Um, also seeing a lot of stuff on the new uh, kitchen installations, new uh, facilities going in. A lot of the, the 2020 jobs that we had lined up for larger installation projects got pushed back. Uh, we're doing some of them now, which is good because we generally don't do hardly any of those in the wintertime, like um, like these uh, uh, school district that we're doing these walk-in cooler and freezers at, we're doing we did five schools over the last five weeks, 
And mm -hmm. um, that project was supposed to be a summer project last summer. So I, I think there's going to be a, uh, a lot of those installation projects that will come through for us on the installation side. I think that'll help our, our dealers and manufacturers reps on their side because I I think a lot of these jobs are going to finally um, come through for them and, and hopefully their business will be will, will be much better this year as well. Hey, Wayne, I'm wondering if you uh, if you have a feeling on this that, you know, we've kind of uh, been through this a little bit last year when stuff started to reopen and then all of a sudden it all slammed closed again. I know we've got the vaccine and everything, um, but does do you feel like the industry as a whole, um, is there any... Um, you know, is there any worry that the same situation could happen again? Not that I've, not that I've heard talking to, with other people. Um, I, I, I just think that if, in fact, you know, the vaccination doesn't come, or I think the fluid fatigue that's setting in is also setting in with some of our government officials. Sure. And for an example, in 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 New York State, where our company is located, our governor really locked things down and really has kept the um the, the percentages very low 25 percent uh capacity wasn't allowing any fans in stadiums and uh venues like that and now our governor just um, um declared that uh for example the hockey arenas are gonna uh nhl is gonna uh, be allowed fans when um all through the fall they would didn't allow any fans in the football stadiums and um yeah, you know yeah. they're outdoor they're outdoor areas so i think i think what happened i think the government officials they've learned a little more and i think they've learned that you know that, that businesses in our industry can can be safe so i i think if it does dip a little it won't be as bad as it's been in the past and what would you say to people in the industry as a whole as things start to kind of reopen and maybe get a little bit back to the way they were I just like to say everybody should should hang in there, grind it out. It's getting better by all accounts of everyone I've talked to, and I and I I think in three or four months we'll all be our businesses will be thriving. All right, thanks a lot. That was Wayne Stoutner from Duffy's AIS. Uh, always good info from a guy who has his finger on the pulse of the industry. Seriously. All right, next up, it's From the Field and a situation where awareness and experience kept things moving forward rather than backwards. Uh, on the phone from Oxford, Connecticut, we have president of Gary's East Coast Service, Gary Petiti. And Gary, tell us about the call you got from a school that had a leaky dishwasher, uh, but it was also after a major storm knocked out power in the area. Yes, this, the storm had come through and it wasn't that bad in our hometown. Actually, I was going right from home and... The normal drive to there is about 45 minutes to the, the call. And because of the storm, it took me close to three hours to get there with all the trees down. And so once I did get there, I found there was no power at the school. So I was like, oh, I drove all the way out here and I can't get the job done. But fortunately, the custodians were there. They were able to let me in and work on the machine because I had some good cordless flashlights and, um, you know, enough light because it was daylight. So you were able to get the new seal in and you were still able to test the machine even though there wasn't any power? I was able to test test the machine and of course with all you know safety precautions I did shut the disconnect to the machine because God forbid the power came on while I was working on it. it wouldn't be a good idea. So I did have it locked out and tagged out while I was working on it. And I was able to fill it manually with buckets of water just so I could test that there was any leaks because I had been there 
a day or so before and everything worked fine with the exception of the leak. So I was able to test my leak and everything tested fine. So I put the disconnect back on, drained the water out and uh, packed up and left. So the power comes back on, but uh, then you told me you were faced with an interesting new problem. So we got a call back from the school that the machine wasn't performing, you know, working at all. And I'm like, that's, that's funny because the only problem it was, was a leak. So I, I went back up there and sure enough, the machine was on and running, making noise, but the conveyor wasn't pulling in and wasn't spraying any water. And I found that the, the pumps were running backwards. So coming from a guy who has like really zero idea how a dishwasher or its uh, motors work, uh, how does it come to be that one is running backwards? First thing I did notice when I went into the school was they said, you got to use the stairs because the elevator's out. I said, what do you mean the elevator's out? And they said, ah, you know, after the storm, you know, the elevator went out. So when I went back and saw the pumps were running backwards, I happened to look at the elevator, which was three phase. And so was the dish machine. I found that the the phases were uh, backwards on, on that machine. And they had told me that they had a, a transformer blowout in the street. So when they wired it back up, they wired the phases backwards. So I corrected my phases on the dishwasher and advised them that they should, you know, have their elevator company, you know, do the same. And um, that took care of it. Do me a favor and elaborate on that. Uh, I read that these were three-phase motors. Correct. Not, no, not every piece of equipment is three-phase, but larger um, pieces of equipment, you know, usually are three-phase. They're more efficient. You know, however, <clears throat> in the wiring for it, you have a 50-50 chance of the direction changing. So if, you know, you always have to check it. And in this case, they made the changes out at the street where they wired the transformer in. So you were able to switch it up on the dishwasher, so then you got the dishwasher running right, but then they ultimately came back and corrected it on the pole, right? Correct, and that took care of the elevator. And they, they could, you know, I wasn't going to look through the whole school to see what they had, but yeah, it was kind of a, you know, back and forth. It was a weird, weird thing, but these things happen in the service field, you know? Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, do you have any tips for techs who might run into a similar situation? Well, Power outages or actually, you know, for a lot of techs, when you're doing a startup on new equipment or any kind of a repair, whether you're replacing a motor, you always want on anything that's three phase. And if it's a piece of equipment with motors uh, like a dough mixer, exhaust fan, dishwasher, combi oven, convection oven, you, you always, you know, if it has a three phase motor in it, you want to check that rotation. There's usually always arrows, you know, the kind of dough mixer very critical if they try to run it backwards and they put a load of dough in there, you could do some pretty bad damage. Good work and good advice. Thanks, Gary's East Coast president, Gary Petiti. Next up, it's our nuts and bolts segment, and that's where we turn things over to you for your input. And this week we asked, despite all that's happened during the pandemic, have you been able to find a silver lining? A few of my colleagues are handling the voice duties for these responses that came in via email, like this one from EMR Tech, Jerry Little. I always try to find the silver lining into every cloud, and I've learned over the years that perspective is important. While it's true that we've seen a decrease in income and an increase in downtime due to the pandemic, we can use this time as an opportunity for growth. Training on new equipment and recertification on established skills will ensure that we're stronger techs when things do ramp back up. On a personal level, taking a break from my routine to begin a new hobby or learning to play an instrument. Newfound time can be turned into finishing that home improvement project that's been put on hold or starting a new one. We have more time to spend with our families. 
a time to get away from our electronic devices and to further grow our bonds with those we love. This one is from Smart Care Equipment Solutions Senior Manager Robert E. Harris. One of the silver linings is the pandemic reaffirmed the importance of people who can solve problems for our customers. Our technicians have proven they are frontline workers. At the height of the scare, our technicians showed up at hospitals, at assisted living facilities, and at other places critical during a time of emergency. Service technicians prove they have an important role to play in our society, and they take great pride in that. And Maliki Parts and Service CEO Rich Maliki wrote in with this. A food equipment service technician's worth became more important, and they felt that more so than ever. How they were such an intricate part to keeping food service operations running and allowing people to eat and make money to feed their families. Thanks to Ron Brown, Terry Lydon, and Mike Hoffman for voicing those up. And really, thanks to everyone for your contributions. We really do appreciate them. Next time, our topic is, what are one or two surprising things you always keep in your tool bag? We'd love to hear from you, and you can call in to leave a message. Our number is 312-788-7618. That's 312-788-7618. You can also email or record a voice memo on your phone and send it along to servicecalls at fermag.com. And that's it for this episode of Service Calls, brought to you by TechTown in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. We'll be back next month, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I'm Rob LaFrance.